Well, the Badlands are my stomping grounds. The little Missouri's my spread. There'll never be another place I'll ever rest my head. Cause I come from North Dakota. And bigger, better country you can't find. Welcome to the Film North Dakota podcast, brought to you by the North Dakota Film and Media Association. I'm your host, Matt Fern, a filmmaker in Bismarck, North Dakota. Today's guests are Steve Workle and Nick Beaver, both with Glasser Images. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. And uh, first, could you each introduce yourselves? Yeah, um, I'm Stephen Workle. I'm a videographer and editor over at Glasser Images. And uh, I'm Nick Beaver, uh, also a videographer with uh, Glasser Images. Tell me a little bit about Glasser Images. How long have you guys been in business and how did it all get started? Glasser's been around since 2005. Um, Jack Glasser, a native of Bismarck, North Dakota, and a friend of his started the company way back when as just like a photography company doing, I think they started with like just senior portraits and eventually that grew into wedding video or wedding portraits and, and family sessions and more and more. And uh, they took on more and more employees. And finally, you know, fast forward to today, you get a video and photo company doing wedding videos, uh, portraits, as well as like uh, commercial work for a lot of different companies, local companies, as well as uh, short films on the side. What type of equipment do you guys mainly work with? Uh, Glaser, we're really fortunate to work with the uh, Canon C100 systems. Uh, I think they're bottom line cine cameras for the Canon you know, format, which works really well for us being that we do wedding video, we do quick turnaround videos. So it's, it, everything is kind of compact built in there. You got your ND filters built right in. You've got, you know, a really wide uh, an ISO range that the camera functions at as well as audio built right in, which is great for us, like I said, because we are a very run and gun. And then, uh, you know, depending on if we have the budget and if uh, the shoot time allows for it, we will sometimes rent out cameras. Um, I know for Joe and I, the red system has really become a favorite of ours and, and we're kind of looking into, you know, what the options are with that. Um, for this grant, we're looking at doing the Ursa Mini, which will be kind of a first for us. I've worked with the Pocket Cine before, but um, that Ursa Mini is kind of on our radar, and we're really looking to play around with that quite a bit. You mentioned a, a grant there. Um, you guys, Gloucester Images, has recently been awarded a $25,000 Film North Dakota grant with the North Dakota Department of Commerce. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your guys' pitch for that and what the process was on being awarded that grant? Yeah, so um, Nick, I believe, found the the call for the grant that they had put out announcing, you know, that they're looking for people to tell short films um, or create short films about North Dakota um, to sort of go with the commerce or tourism department. And so we kind of thought about, like, what would be the best way to pitch this? Um, You know, do we want it to be kind of more documentary? Should it be fiction, like short film? Um, We ended up kind of going with the route of, like, you know, we all love telling stories. And we all have done, you know, news and doc and stuff that have been, you know, true. But we thought it would be fun to, like, really take the film route of trying to convert those stories into fictional narratives. Um, So we kind of approached it with the idea of, like, what are the very essence of, like, North Dakota communities? You know, what defines who North Dakotans are and what shows off our state? It's trying to figure out, you know, what stories would go along those lines, as well as you know, um, thinking about the pandemic in terms of scale, you know, what can we, you know, we thought like at first, like, oh, it might be cool to, you know, shoot stuff at like the state fair and whatnot. But I think that even got canceled recently. So 
and even early on we were like that might not be reliable so we've really honed in on like community oriented stories and um, telling that scale because we think it has a lot of heart and would make for good stories and uh, how long are all those videos going to end up being they all should be around like seven eight minutes i think that was like the cap um that they put on it and i think that's a good like amount for like telling a whole story so um yeah about seven minutes awesome well, i can't wait to see that video you guys have another big project that you're wrapping up hair trigger i believe you wrote and directed steve um can you tell me what that is and tell us a little bit about the production yeah so um you know i i had gotten out of school at msum along with like nick and other people and um joe greening who was also another videographer at closer he um he had been there before me and he kind of mentioned that you know jack our um the head of Glazer was you know he'd been interested in short films and storytelling and kind of enjoyed the whole process behind that so me joe and another graduate named brady uh, pitched hair trigger which was you know very low budget kind of like horror film slash homage to like, you know, more like not culty, but like famous films like Reservoir Dogs and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and trying to like blend genres to make something that's like fun and interesting, but also being able to create something that's minimal locations, low budget. So we can, you know, hopefully see some return on it, return on it someday. Um, So we went into that um, and yeah, we shot uh, last July. And then we've been in post-production ever since uh, the edit's done. We're now basically just on doing the scoring and sound for it. And then after that, do color. And then after that, worry about getting it out there. What advice would you guys give to um, people who want to follow your footsteps uh, in the feature realm, um, trying to make a, a feature film? I think the biggest thing is to, I mean, we were very fortunate to have, you know, the backing of Glazer. Um, it's not like we had like a multi-million dollar production, but it was, we were fortunate to have more than nothing, but maybe less than what the, you know, the industry considers something. But I think even then, like I had talked to Joe and Nick and other people to where, you know, honestly, if Glazer didn't back us, I would still want to push to make something. And I think it's always like a matter of like, not to get hung up on what you don't have. Cause then that's just going to hold you back. Um, I know we definitely did research into like, films that are out there that were made for like, you know, 10,000 bucks or less and whatnot, like what they did and how we would do that if we went that route. um, But I think it's just to, you know, keep pushing and do know what you have, know your resources, you know, don't get caught up like trying to tell tell a story like Interstellar if you have a budget of $10,000 because, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to make a film that like, oh, it it looks good for like a local product. You know, you want to make something that like universally, I think everyone can enjoy. This podcast is about making video and making film in North Dakota. What do you guys love about making content in North Dakota? Oh man, North, the North Dakota's like film community is an interesting community because like they're it's so small and like dispersed. But like when you find it and you get your finger on the pulse, it's so connected. People are so passionate about it, and even the people who don't know a thing about film are so like willing to give. Um, making films through film school was so interesting to find people who are like oh you guys are making a movie like here's my car take my car that would fit your time era and just you know use it or or this piece of land you know get out there and make this film people who have zero stake in it whatsoever and and would never make a film themselves just being like so giving is incredible and it's really quite fortunate for such a community yeah it's really like 
the West, especially with like permits and stuff. I know being from the cities, I never really got into film until I'd left the cities, but I know that like if you're shooting there, you know, there's much more um, legalities you run into and like getting clearance and whatnot versus here. It's almost like if you get someone's permission to shoot on like on their personal property, that's about as far as you need to go, which is great. And like Nick said, the community is so enthusiastic that like there's nothing really holding you back except from going out and doing it. So I think as long as you get out there and you make those connections, you can find, you find out that you can do a lot for um, what the state provides. Uh, where can people connect with you both and Glosser Images? Probably over social media. I know Glosser has a pretty big presence. Um, Instagram, Facebook, any anywhere you can reach out and find Glosser. Facebook, Instagram. Um, I don't know. Do the shout out. The Instagram shout out at Nick Beaver. Um, Stephen, what's your? <laughs> you got yours? Uh, SG Workle at SG Workle. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you guys for your time, and uh, I look forward to seeing the, the film and seeing the, uh, uh, what you guys do with the Department of Commerce. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Film North Dakota podcast, brought to you by the North Dakota Film and Media Association. If you want to learn more or connect with other filmmakers in North Dakota, check us out online at filmnd.org. I'm Matt Fern. Thanks for tuning in, and keep making movies in North Dakota. Sunshine's brighter and the country's wider than the sky. I come from.